on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark this Sunday morning, and we are now about to talk, start talking to our guest of the day. Her name is Nicola Barber, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, very briefly, she has set up and is very much involved with um, a charity with a little bit of a difference, perhaps. She'll be telling us all about that in the second hour of the show. But before we get to that, we're just going to um, meet her, so to speak. So, Nicola, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much. You've come over from Nottingham? Yes, Yes, Arnold. thank you for coming over. Right, before we talk about the reason that you're here, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm from Nottingham originally, so I was born here. Um, I'm hugely into my taekwondo, so I decided to stay here for university so that I could continue training um, at the club that I was training at, which is amazing. Um, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for seven years, and I've always taught in Nottingham City. I've been very passionate about the city. I love the city, living there, everything else about it. I think it's a great place to live. Goose Fair is one of my favourite things um, <laughs> that we do. Um, my parents have been foster carers for a while and equally we decided to do that about five years ago. So personally, my husband and I have fostered um, for for quite a while. Between us, we've had over 30, between my parents and I, we've had over 30 different children um, come and stay with us as well. So we're slight, only dip, dipping our toe in the water really of foster caring because of the teaching that we do. However, um, you know, I'm aware that there are many foster carers throughout the city and the county who do a wonderful job and look after children day in, day out. Right. Well, as I say, we'll talk about that in a bit more detail. But first of all, um, a teacher, what, what, what age? Subjects, I teach primary. Other? My husband, however, teaches secondary school physics. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm also interested in the taekwondo. Um, I train as a martial arts gym. Um, I, I don't okay. do. I, I do a bit of kickboxing, um, but mostly it's weightlifting. But um, I am. I, I'm. I'm intrigued. Do you actually um, uh, compete? I used to. So I'm actually in my 19th year of taekwondo. I've been doing it since just before I turned 11, just before I started secondary school. Actually, I represented Great Britain at the World University Games in 2011 as in China as the first female. Um, to go from GB for um, Taekwondo Fantastic. to the Games. I haven't competed for a little while. Um, I've kind of prioritised other things recently, but I did get my sixth dan, which is five above a black belt, um, at the end of last year. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Let's not upset Nicola. <laughs> well, I, I was just thinking, Rachel, perhaps you ought to um, really behave yourself uh, this morning because you've got a Taekwondo expert sitting beside you. You've got somebody sitting in front of you who throws around heavy weights and does a bit of boxing. You know, if you, if you step out of line, you could be in trouble. I think I'd be in very big trouble, you know. <laughs> powerful women in this studio <laughs> and and um both of us quite tiny as well i mean um nicola's even smaller than i am yeah like five foot two or something I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah really small yeah so i'm five foot four and about eight stone ringing wet so well, that's my ideal weight anyway so between between the pair of us we are we are standing up for small women aren't we in a big way yeah I like absolutely that, I we were talking very, very briefly before the 11 o'clock news to our guest, Nicola Barber, about her own background, uh, but promised that when we got back onto it after the news, we'd be talking in more detail about the reason why we really invited Nicola to join us today. Not that we aren't really delighted to see her as a person and a taekwondo um, instructor and a primary teacher and all that sort of thing, but the main reason that she is here this morning, which is to talk about the charity that she set up. The charity is called My Bag, and as we mentioned briefly, it relates to children going into foster care. So, Nicola, let's go back 
let's go back to the beginning. Um, you, you've said, um, certainly when you've been chatting to uh, Rachel and myself, that your parents have been foster carers for quite some time. My parents began fostering as I decided to become a primary school teacher. So it's not something that I've grown up with. I mean, it didn't kind of happen until I was in my early 20s, really. Um, and between us, I say we've had over 30 different children come and stay with us, some for one night, some for two years. Um, my parents have done the longest stints because we're teachers we have to kind of focus on the children in our classes um, at the time so we very much do school holidays for children to come and do uh, respite and emergency care with us um we are very passionate about it but obviously we just need to prioritize the different children that that we work with at the time so um you've said that um the, the, there is a, a very specific reason for setting up the charity, which is um, trying to make a difference to the way children feel when they go into emergency foster care. Yes. Um, because quite often it's not, they're not in a good place, are they? They're not in a good place uh, emotionally. Obviously, in their lives, there's a reason that they're going into foster care in the first place. Sometimes the children themselves, depending on their age, don't understand that. It's quite demoralizing i think for a child to sometimes turn up with nothing we've got very personal experience of children turning up with literally the clothes on their back and maybe one really old piece of clothing and to wear to bed at night and have literally nothing else come with them my parents equally have had children turn up with their worldly possessions in an old tatty carrier bag because it's the only thing that the social worker could find at the time so the idea of the bag is to bring a bit of dignity particularly to those teenagers who understand their situation a little bit more and a practical kind of comfort to all of them, babies and, you know, all the way up to young people. And you, and you said one of the things that inspired you was an American charity and that um, in America it's quite common for uh, children to be taken into foster care with a couple of bin bags. Yes, yeah. they call it um, kind of the trash bag epidemics, obviously they call them trash bags in America. So there's a charity based in California called Together We Rise and they provide what they call sweet cases to children who are already in foster care. Um, so that when they move between placements, as children do, um, the average, I believe, uh, placement for a child in England is 18 months. So whether they're in foster care for years, they'll move roughly once every year and a half, um, which is which is very difficult. Um, that can be for a whole array of reasons, um, not obviously to always to do with the child or the placement itself. There can be a number of reasons that needs to happen. But we wanted to do something at the very beginning. It's easy, easier, easy-ish to try and do the idea of we'll give bags to children who are in care, but we wanted to kind of have that impact right at the beginning. Um, not long after we set up the Facebook page, actually, somebody um, we know who's a foster carer put on there that she'd been um, at a team event for one of her children, and she was talking to another parent about this trash bag epidemic that there was and how children, a child she'd had, had come in with this bag and it was kind of really demoralising. And this woman behind her just burst into tears because she'd been one of those children um, and that had lived with her into adulthood. And we want to try and stop that. We want you know children to know that they're loved, know that they're cared for. And as difficult as that situation is, we want them to know that somebody's thought about them and is thinking about them. Right, so we're going to have another piece of music and then we'll talk about how you went uh, went about actually setting things up um, and how the system works um, and perhaps in in many ways more importantly what is in a bag quite important thing to know we're talking to our guest nicola barber from the charity my bag now nicola one thing we forgot to um cover in in the sort of introduction to the charity and, and setting up the charity was um 
statistics. Um, I know on your website, and, and we've, we've discussed it as well, um, there are some quite um, scary numbers, actually, about the number of children going into foster care just in this county and, and, and the city of Nottingham in particular yeah. alone. Tell us what kind of numbers we're looking at. So uh, 32,000 children enter foster care in England each year. So that's 88 children each and every day. Um, that's 500 that live between the city and the county. Uh, each year which equates to roughly one child entering foster care every 17 hours obviously it doesn't roll over in 17 hours they can come in in big sibling groups or individuals but you're looking at roughly one every 17 hours so in the equivalent of the time that i will probably have been up today before i go back to bed at least at least one child in the county has gone into foster care yeah. um it, and is, can i just ask is that, is that new is that that's coming that's entering the foster entering. system for the first time yeah that's coming into that's coming into care so obviously children leave the care system each year either by aging out or by going to live with family or they're adopted there's lots of different ways you know children can leave the system as well but yeah they're new children entering the system um, so one every 17 hours. So, so presumably the fact that the, the, the um, experience that you mentioned with the two little boys coming with, with just the clothes they stood up in, yes. basically, um, plus n- coming across figures like this was a combination that got you to um, do what you're doing. Yeah, so um, I hijacked my parents' holiday to Wales a couple of summers ago. My husband had gone um, to cycle across part of America and do good deeds as part of a group that were going to do that. And we got talking about children we'd had recently and young people that had come to stay with us. And I mentioned this together, we rise to my mum and dad. And essentially the whole holiday just became, okay, what can we do? How can we, how can we do this? What hoops do we need to jump through to be able to make this happen? do we need to register as a charity is there anyone who's already doing something similar i looked at lots of news reports and things like that i could find some companies for example who had maybe created 40 bags and given them to children in foster care or maybe someone who was creating blankets for children in their local area but there was nobody doing what we were doing the closest thing we found was a charity called buddy bags the woman is amazing she provides um, bags to um, shelters for women who are fleeing domestic violence for children who go into those shelters so they can, if somebody arrives in the shelter, the shelter requests them and they go in that way. This is in the UK. This is in the UK. This is the only one we found in the UK that had any similarity to what we wanted to do. And we learned a lot from her, actually. She was amazing. She happily met with us. Um, Dad had a number of meetings with her. We learned a lot from her um, and got some ideas from her of what she puts in her bags and then decided what we also thought was practical and things that she put in that we also wouldn't put in and um, but it was quite a good starting point to kind of get us looking at the so, practicalities of what we needed to do so all this kicked off a couple of summers ago yeah uh, and from that point when you started these discussions with your parents how long was it before you were sort of up and ready to go we were officially registered in april of last year um, to get to that point, we met with obviously Nottingham City and we decided to do the city initially because we both foster for the city. So we're both Nottingham City foster carers despite both living in the county and um, we decided to foster for the city. So we met with the Children in Care Council. That's a group of young people who are in foster care and um, put the idea to them, talked to them about what was going in it and everything else, got some ideas of what they thought would go in it. Then we had to go back to a different group of people and we had lots of meetings to get through so officially registered in april and we started to deliver the bags across the city uh, in july 
So, so is it an easy process? I mean, other the registration as a charity? And, and Registering you- as a charity is a fairly simple one. You obviously have to justify what you're doing and everything else. Um, my cousin was amazing. She created the logo and stuff for us. Um, the actual challenge is not the right word, but obviously the city want to make sure that it's going to work for them and that it's right for their children and as they should do. Um, and that we mean everything that we're saying. So it took us a little bit longer to kind of tick all the boxes with them, but obviously we're now having the impact. Um, Fantastic. So we're talking to Nicola Barber this morning about the charity My Bag. We've heard a little bit about the background. We're going to get into um, some of the nitty-gritty. So first of all, um, Nicola, tell us... Um, how does the system actually work? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what was in the, what's in the bags in a moment. But once you've got bags ready, how do they get from you to child that needs it? So obviously there's huge safeguarding issues around us <coughs> knowing or having any contact with those children at all. So what happens is um, we have kind of a, there's five or six different places in Nottingham City at the moment and it's all a mirror in the county that have uh, foster, uh, social workers who take children into foster care. So each place has kind of a bank of the three different kinds of bags that we provide. Um, and every month, Dad sends an email out to see if they need any more. And if they do, um, he goes to deliver them. You know, if they've used them and if they haven't, then obviously they just roll over for the following month. But there's kind of 20 or so, um, obviously, between the three different kinds of bags that we do in each place so that they're always available to the social worker to take with them straight away. How do you deal with sizing? So we we don't have any clothes in it. We've had to be very, um, we had to think really practically about what went in it, um, what was needed, what was necessary. So they're all completely gender neutral. And they have, there's three different sizes. So we've got a baby bag, a primary age bag and a secondary age bag. And, and, And the other thing I think I noticed from your website is nothing edible. Nothing edible. There's too many children with dietary requirements um, and things like that that we just, I'd hate to be the reason that <laughs> something went very wrong very early on. So um, basically, the, the, there are stocks of these bags in the five or six different places around yeah. the city. Um, a social worker gets the call to mm-hmm. collect a child and, and uh, take it to a new foster, take him or her to a new foster home. So would he, she pick up a bag? Yeah, the idea is that they take the bag with them um, to the child straight away. So it's there as kind of um, breaks the ice a little bit as well. Um, They're going, oh, you know, not that taking into care is difficult, but it gives the child something to do. What a lot of people don't realise is often how long children have to wait once they're taken into care because it doesn't, people don't go, we've got a placement, we can take Mm. a child into care. They go, this child needs to come into care, then we need to find them somewhere, somewhere to live, somewhere to stay where they can be safe. So children can wait for... 10 minutes or they can wait for four hours and somewhere it can be an office it can be mcdonald's it can you know a whole array of places it can be school sometimes for a placement to be found so within those bags as well there's things to help the children pass the time as well as comfort them during um you know that that real uncertainty of what what's happening next and where am i going and so it's just the fact that they've got something that belongs to them that they can can hold on to isn't it yeah it's it's theirs and that was one of the reasons we called it my bag we've threw out a lot of different names but we ultimately said if a child arrives with something they'll go that's my bag and you're mm. right it is yours yeah, and not, it's always it's, going yes. to be yours yeah. nobody can take that from you that is always going to be there that bag that teddy you know those comfort items they're yours and and it is a 
proper bag. It's it, a it, proper it, bag. Looking at, I mean, any, anybody who's looked on our website or, or on your website following the link um, will see the, um, the the logo that you have, which is um, the bag and the teddy um, uh, designed by your, um, did you say your sister? My cousin. Your cousin. Um, it, it's a real bag. It's, it's not just you know, no, the a plastic actual bag, sack type No, thing. the actual bag that's used as the out, outer bag um, those two boys that we took in just before Christmas, they both left with one. So there's a practicality to it. The bag actually um, folds down into a really small, like a really small kind of section. And it means that when they arrive at their foster carer's house as well, it's not something that's going to take up a lot of room because often, you know, it can be quite tight with lots of children in the house and things like that. So we, we really thought about the practicalities of it being able to be stored, not just for the social workers, but when they arrived in their foster placement as well. Right. Um, so let, let's be um, very specific now. The things that are in the bag. What, what, what would you, if you were, um, let's say, perhaps a, a, a primary school age child, um, what would you be given in your bag? What kind so of every every bag has three standard items, um, and as we've, I've already said, everything's completely gender neutral. So um, they all have a blanket, a teddy, and a book that's age related um, for within the age band that there is. The primary bag um, also has a water bottle, crayons, a colouring book for when they have to sit there for a long period of time and wait. The storybook that the primary bag gets, we've suggested, could either be read by a social worker, read by the child if they're capable, or actually it's a really nice way of the foster carer kind of breaking the ice the first night because there's a story for them to read to them that belongs to that child. Um, Things like flannels and hairbrushes we've had donated amazingly by Boots. They were really good um, in the beginning. So things like that, toothbrushes, tissues, those kind of things. So there's kind of standard items within a bag and then some extra bits that we get from here, there and everywhere. But everything's new. So basically it's a few necessities and then a few luxuries is perhaps a bit of an uh, an exaggeration but a few um nice touches to to yeah, make so it feel more things like personal. tissues we hadn't actually thought about um as i mentioned earlier to you guys in the conversation we were working with ncs which is the national citizenship service we've pre- um kind of presented to them a few times and we said you know if you've got any ideas of what could be in the bag and somebody went tissues and we went huh haven't thought about tissues and it's such a simple one and they're not expensive you can buy them in bulk and again get them in the little packets they're brand new and they said but as a teenager things like that and the flannel where you can go and freshen up from whatever's happened before you go meet your foster carer can give you a sense of dignity that actually maybe you wouldn't have otherwise mm. fantastic um, uh, <laughs> and 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 i think as well the the point that you make about everything being new it has is, to be is new a lot as of well. things a lot of things within foster homes uh, or foster carers' houses, the toys are there. They're, they belong to the house. They don't necessarily belong to the child. They wouldn't necessarily move with the child. Um, interestingly, I was talking to a foster carer fairly recently who, for the first time, had received children with my bag because she's had quite long placements recently. And she sat there and went, they're the best things ever. Why has nobody done this before? And those children, they were siblings, two of them, they carried that teddy around their ha- that house for both primary age, but carried that teddy around the house. They sat with those blankets on. Those blankets covered them at night time. I know they have since moved on, but I know that they still they still use those items every night, every day. They're there, and they're theirs. So you know they have moved on with them, and that's really important for us is that you know they have something that belongs to them, and that they can move on with. Fantastic. 
Bandit and Rather Be. There's no place I'd rather be and there's no place we'd rather be on a Sunday morning than with you all listening into to us um, and meeting some of our guests each week. This week's guest, as you know, Nicola Barb, will be talking about the uh, char- the bag my the charity My Bag. Get, it, get my mouth around that one. Um, we've talked a lot about um, uh, Nicola's involvement, but we haven't mentioned the fact that um, she has obviously quite a team supporting her some trustees obviously family and friends nicola tell us about some of the people that are involved in the charity with you so we're actually a very small team there's actually only four of us um so obviously dad and i are the founders my dad's retired i don't think sometimes he feels like he is with the <laughs> amount of time and effort he puts into my bag which is hugely appreciated and um, we've then got two family friends who are amazing so they we we looked at friends and people that we thought we could involve and obviously everyone has their own skills um, so Steph is a solicitor and she's also a governor for Janagri, which has recently um, been like uh, won an award or something for being the second most improved school in the country. Um, so she's heavily involved with everything there, showing her passion for helping the children in the city as well as obviously through us as well. Uh, we know Steph through a mutual love of football. Um, none of the local teams. Um, we have my dad and her still have um, season tickets for Manchester City, so they travel up and talk my bag charity um, quite a lot on the way up. And then Oliver um, is a, a trained accountant, so he's very much make sure our, all our money and everything is completely above board. But I've known Oliver my whole life. Um, his dad is one of my dad's best friends. But they were really chosen for being kind of completely trustworthy, reliable. And just amazing, amazing friends, really, who we knew would really get on board. And without the three of them, so my dad, Steph and Oliver, this would all still be an idea. So I owe them a huge amount of thanks, really, for being able to help me get this off the floor and for helping us make the difference that we'd really like to make. Well, hopefully some of them are listening. Um, and uh, they will have heard you give them a shout out and your thanks um, here on air. Now, um, going back to the bags themselves, obviously they cost money. Um, yes. How much approximately would each bag cost you to fill with the things that you need to fill it with? So the primary and the secondary bags are slightly more expensive. They cost us about £24 each. The baby bags, because we limit a little bit more what's in them um, because of the age of the children and making sure that everything's suitable from birth, um, they come in a little bit cheaper between £15 and £20. Because um, I say everything we buy is new. We've created some nice links with local um, businesses as well, though. Um, so I've got a nice link with Primark. Um, we've got a link through um, somebody who my dad used to work with to be able to get the bears at a slightly better price um, and things like that. So we try very hard to use um, kind of relationships to build our our base for what we get. And, and I can't remember whether we've asked you this. Have you? Um, how many people have you helped so far? How many children? We've, sorry, shi- have you we've so delivered far? 105 bags to date and we have enough stock currently only because um we've been working with the city and we are literally ready to go with the county so we're just waiting on numbers from the county at the moment so we've got some stock um sat in my mum and dad's house i think my mum's ready to get rid of it um to allow us as soon as we get the numbers from the county to put all those bags together there's an amazing photo of us somewhere when we first started to shift the bags to the city um and before my dad went to deliver them my mum honestly she packed all of them she was amazing and they're out and they're perfectly laid out in my mum and dad's living room and they cover the whole literally the whole floor and there's the four trustees and um, stood behind them and I think that really kind of 
just brought together the achievement that we'd made to that point it's and all the work that we've up, done yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously mm-hmm. we've delivered more since, but that number that sat there was just was fantastic. Now you you say um, the county you're, you're expanding across into yeah. the county. Will, will that include Newark? I believe it covers. Yeah, it goes all the way up to Mansfield, Newark. It's all the way you know includes West Bridgeford and all that kind of. It's bigger than I thought. <laughs> Originally, when we went, yeah, we'll do the county, we then looked at the actual area that covers and we kind of went, whoa. And it is the, it's, so it's the geographical, it's the geographical Nottinghamshire footprint. Yeah, it's the geographical Nottinghamshire footprint. So um, Nottinghamshire County Council, um, the area that they cover is the area we are now going to expand into. There was a, um, I'm, I'm thinking about um, gift giving. Um, I read a, on a problem page, I think it was last week's Observer, um, about the dilemma a family was having about father and son falling out over being ungrateful for gifts, you know, and, and and the agony aunt was writing back saying, you know, do you not think sort of in this materialistic age we've kind of gone a bit beyond that? How about next year you decide and agree to give to charity? And yes. then you can avoid this. Is there the opportunity to... Yes, I mean, so obviously people can donate to you, but have you, yeah, have you so looked at that? This year, of- just gone, we did it a little bit a little bit late because we're still learning. Um, yeah. We're still very new. Um, but we have actually got um, Christmas cards. So um, if people that said kind of thank you or a donation has been made to us um, on their behalf, so if you decided to donate uh, £25, for example, to cover a bag for a child, then um, we had Christmas cards available to be sent out um, that said, you know, a donation has been made in your name. Yeah. Um, So people could, could do that and give it as a gift. Fantastic. Well, we talk about the ways that people can get in touch with you to make donations and also um, ideas like um, fundraising events and whatever in just a moment. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark talking to Nicola Barber about the charity My Bag. And somebody who is listening, and we'd like to say thank you for the message that we've just received from Wendy Baird um, about an offer for um, My Bag and Nicola to get involved with something at Carriages. So that'd be fantastic. Wendy, thank you very much indeed for the offer. We will be in touch. Yes, I will. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> right. So, um, Nicola, before we let you go and we hand over to Craig, who has also just walked into the building, uh, tell us a little bit about the ways in which people can help you fund your charity. Okay. So there's loads and loads of different ways. Um, firstly, go to our website. You can donate through that. It's www.mybagcharity.co.uk. Uh, you can search for us on Facebook, um, My Bag Charity, and our Twitter is at My Bag Charity as well. Our ideal situation is to increase our standing orders because that's something that helps every month and it helps us long term. So £2 a month um, buys a bag a year um, for a child, which would be amazing. We've got, a, that's the bit we're kind of trying to encourage at the moment. Um, we've done a burger and bet night last year, which was very successful, and we're hoping to do that again in the summer with a raffle. We've got a quiz night planned for the 23rd of March. Details kind of to follow on Facebook. We've still got a few things we're trying to finalise, like the main prizes for the quiz, which will hopefully be really exciting. Um, things that you can do if you're going, I can't, I, I can't afford to donate, but things that people can do. So we're registered with um, eBay. So you can donate a percentage of your eBay sales directly to us. I did that the other day. I changed my... Um, it, it wasn't eBay, it was Amazon. Amazon I changed Smile. my Amazon Smiles from so, whatever it was before to Amazon you. Smile yes. is the hmm. other thing that we encourage. So um, Amazon Smile is really simple. You go onto Amazon Smile, you put it into Google, and you just log into your Amazon account as normal and you can pick a charity. It doesn't cost you anything, but the charity that you pick gets 0.5% of anything that you buy. 
the only thing to remember and Amazon are really good with this they give you a little reminder is that you have to you have to buy through the Amazon yes. Smile site mm-hmm. it's exactly mm-hmm. the same as Amazon but if you don't go if you do Amazon not Amazon Smile then the charities don't benefit from it but it, it, it gives you a little reminder it pops up in the left hand I, I know because I'm on Amazon I, I, do, I do a lot of shopping um, it pops up in the left hand corner do you do you want to be on Amazon Smiles to sell, to support whatever charity or whatever something like that yes it does indeed so it, that's a really easy way of um helping uh, different charities but without directly giving if you for some reason you know you can't do that um we've got so we're linked with paypal we've got a just giving site all as i say through our donate page on our website and we also have some people who um so we've got a church local to me. They've done collections for pencil cases and crayons and things like that for the children that we've taken um, as physical donations because they'd rather do that than donate money. That's great. The only thing we request, obviously, as I've said, is everything has to be new and everything has to be gender neutral um, in that respect as well. Fantastic. So just remind us of that website address again that people um, can get to. www.mybagcharity.co.uk and say we're on Facebook and Twitter. And um, if you go onto the Girls Around Town online website, girlsaroundtownonline.com, there is a post there which is called, I think, as I recall, it's in the bag. If you go there, you will get a direct link from the text from... Uh, to Nicola's website anyway so um, just bearing in mind that the charity um, it's fantastic all the work they're doing in Nottingham City but it is going to be expanded to the county which presumably means a bigger task. Yes we're pretty much doubling (laughs) our numbers and something I really want to stress um, about the charity is we don't take anything money wise the trustees at all so the only thing we've paid for out of the donations that have been given to us are um, like for the website um, and for a few leaflets here and there, but our petrol for travelling to and from Derby, for coming from here, the meetings that we have, all of that comes out of our own pocket. So everything that's given to the charity goes directly into creating the bags um, for the children. We're all complete volunteers in what we do. Fantastic. Well, we, we hope that um, the contact that we had um, with that message a little bit earlier might bring you and your fellow trustees over to Newark in the not-too-distant future to um, help promote the um, the charity. Nicola, again, thank you very much indeed for coming over to join us. We've thank really you so enjoyed much for having it. me. I've had a great time. It's the first time I've been on the radio. But it's been, it's <laughs> You've done a been, fantastic been job. been a lot less... <laughs> Um, nerve-wracking than I thought it was going to be. So thank you for making it so easy. It's, it's been lovely to have you. And, and, and you, as, as um, Rachel says, you did a fantastic job. You are an amazing um, advocate for your charity. Um, and uh, it, I'm sure it all came across um, equally well outside there to the listeners as it did to Rachel and myself here in the studio. We are-